Hi, my name is Mukuka Chipanta. I'm an aerospace engineer and the award-winning author of the novel A Casualty of Power. I'd like to invite you to listen to my new podcast entitled Kutika, which means listen in Bemba. Kutika is a collection of short stories written by me and adapted for radio. Each time, I use a different actor to narrate one of my short stories. They are all works of fiction that tackle topical social issues affecting Africa today. The stories are modern, entertaining, and fun, and sometimes quite sobering. I hope you enjoy them. Kutika can be downloaded for free on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, or post a review. It helps others find it, as well as maintain our sponsors. With that said, here we go. A Home Blessing A short story written by Mukuka Chipanta and performed by Nene Nwoko. Part 2 Ah-ah, iwe Zelda iwe. Why are you just standing there? Mama Harriet yelled from across the room, her sharp voice ricocheting against the stucco walls of the house. Invite him inside. She quickly traversed the distance to the door while mumbling something about how it was difficult to find the right kind of help these days. A cowering Zelda was brushed aside as Mama Harriet pulled the door wide open and broke into an exaggerated smile. Ah, Bafada Emmanuel. Welcome. Welcome. Please. Please come inside. I am so sorry for keeping you waiting. I just don't know what has gotten into this girl. She flashed Zelda an, I will deal with you later, look from the corner of her eye. Father Emmanuel was dressed in a plain black shirt and slacks with a priestly collar circling his neck. Good, good afternoon, Mama Harriet. He sent a furtive glance in Zelda's direction. Her eyes dropped to her feet. Mama Harriet quickly locked her arm around the young priest, shamelessly pressing herself against him. His body stiffened awkwardly. Come, come, Father. I am so glad you are here. Please, feel comfortable. This is your home, too. Please, come and take a seat in the sitting room. She turned her head and backed a set of instructions to her maid. Iwe Zelda, go and get the wine. Then, barely taking a breath, she patted the outside of Father Emmanuel's hand. Bah, Father, do you prefer red or white wine? Well, I... Mama Harriet, I was not really planning to stay for long. I was only going to perform the blessing and... Nonsense, Father. You need to relax for a moment. I won't have my guests going thirsty. Her voice rose up several decibels again. Iwe Zelda! Let her kunoredna white, and hurry up. As the awkward pair made their way to the landing in front of the living room, they were met by Harriet's husband, Charles. He looked rather befuddled, as if unsure what to make of the sight in front of him. Should he stay, or should he leave? Charles talked at the hem of his worn-out Manchester United replica jersey, 
in a futile attempt to cover the bottom of his expansive midriff. Harriet gave him a once-over from head to toe, the scowl on her face revealing her thoughts. Can you turn that thing off, or at least lower the volume? Harriet said, pointing to the set sitting on top of a glass frame. Father Emmanuel is here to visit us. Can we at least have some peace and quiet for once and spare our guests' ears from all that racket? Father Emmanuel quickly came to Charles's defense. Oh no, don't worry about it, Mama Harriet. It's quite all right. Really, it's okay. I enjoy football myself. Bashi Charlie. Charles turned off the television. After Charles and Emmanuel had shaken hands and exchanged the obligatory niceties about the hot weather and the poor state of the roads these days, the three of them sat down on the arrangement of mauve sofas. Charles sat in his usual armchair, which had thoroughly conformed to his bulbous frame. Harriet sat next to Father Emmanuel and was soon chatting away about nothing in particular. Her sentences punctuated by the occasional brushing of her hand against the young priest's forearm. After several minutes, a pregnant silence befell the room. Harriet adjusted her oval earrings, which dangled like two pieces of fruit from her earlobes. She had bought them especially for this occasion and wondered if Father Emmanuel had noticed them and whether or not he liked them. Just then, she recalled a conversation she had had the other day with her neighbor, Mama Esther Simfukwe, whose husband was frequently away on so-called business trips. Now, that was another story altogether. Anyway, Esther had said that men didn't notice such things as a new dress or painted fingernails. In her estimation, men cared only about two things, food and the other, well, that didn't need mentioning. But Father Emmanuel was different. He was unlike the Neanderthal sitting across from her with a belly ripe enough to deliver a baby. Harriet shook herself into the present and arched her back into an elegant pose. Where was that girl, she thought, and why was she taking so long with the drinks? Harriet bristled. She would surely give Zelda a right talking to as soon as the guest was gone. Iwe Zelda! Ninshi Kanshuko! Zelda found it difficult to breathe. It was like two fists had clenched over her lungs, squeezing out the air inside of them. How? Why was he here? Had he come to see her? But why would he do such a thing? If anybody were to find out about them, the thought made her fingers grow numb. Zelda clutched the edge of the sink and peered through the kitchen window into the distance. A mango tree stood at the end of the yard. There was a cut-out rubber tire dangling from two ropes underneath the tree, a makeshift swing that Mama Harriet's grandchildren played with whenever they were visiting. A familiar sense of sadness came over Zelda, supplanting her sense of shock at seeing Emmanuel at the door a few minutes earlier. The swing reminded her of the children she had longed for, but had never been able to have. All of the overnight prayers until her knees turned blue. The doctor visits, too numerous to count. The bitter potions she drank at the urging of the traditional medicine men. 
each one claiming he had the cure to her barrenness. Everything, all of it, had come to naught. She recalled how her husband had been understanding at first, trying his utmost to be supportive. But after the fourth miscarriage, after five years of trying, even he could not stand up to the incessant demands of his family to leave her and take another wife. Mama Harriet's voice came suddenly like a crackle of thunder, jolting Zelda out of her reverie. Iwe Zelda! Ninshi Kanshuko! Ma? Zelda rushed to the refrigerator. She pulled out the bottle of white wine that Mama Harriet had specifically instructed to be placed in the refrigerator. White wine is better served chilled, you understand? Mama Harriet had said, looking down her nose, condescension dripping from her voice. Zelda grabbed a silver tray from the bottom drawer, the one Mama Harriet insisted on using only on special occasions. She then placed the bottle of white wine and completed the arrangement with two wine glasses, a bottle of mossy beer for Bashi Charlie, and a box of cask red wine that had been sitting on the countertop next to the bread bin. Zelda quickly made her way out of the kitchen, delicately balancing the beverages on the tray. The expressions on the three faces that met Zelda could not have been more different. Bashi Charlie bore his perennial aloof gaze, a beaten man, lacking the verve for life itself. Father Emmanuel looked up at her for a fleeting moment, but then his eyes fled. For her part, Mama Harriet gave Zelda a cold, hard stare that followed her all the way into the room. Mama Harriet sucked her teeth. Put it on the side table and bring it here, she hissed, pointing at a small glass side table near the edge of the white and gray area rug the expensive one she had bought over several installments at Supreme Furnishers in town. Zelda carefully placed the tray on top of the table and then circled her fingers over its edges before lifting the ensemble. Ngama table mats, Yaliqui? Where are the table mats? The irritation in Mama Harriet's voice was palpable. Caught in two minds, Zelda turned abruptly and before she knew it, Everything was on the floor. The wine bottle shattered on the hard ceramic, and the spigot on the box of cask red wine popped open. As Zelda stared at her feet, there were shards of glass everywhere, and a large burgundy stain on the edge of Mama Harriet's precious rug. As Zelda hastened to pick up the shards of glass with her fingers, she felt Emmanuel gently touch the outside of her hand. He had lowered himself onto his haunches. It was just like him, never one to stand by and watch another suffer. In a way, these were roles they had played before. Zelda scrambling to gather the shattered pieces of her life together and Emmanuel coming to her aid. He called her softly by name. Zelda, it's okay. It's okay. It was an accident. Be careful not to cut yourself. He held her hand in his and pulled it closer to him. He examined her palm. Then Zelda looked up at him and for a moment everything was better in his soothing gaze. 
It was Charles who broke the tender moment with a baritone cough. Zelda instantly pulled her hand back and resumed her frantic attempt at gathering the broken pieces of glass. Ma, I am so sorry. Ma, I am so sorry. I, I don't know what happened, Zelda said, her eyes now glued to the floor. Mama Harriet didn't utter a word. She stood, hovering with her arms folded over her chest. Her eyes narrowed to a pinch. Mama Harriet licked the tip of her finger and snapped it into the air above her head. If I were not a Christian. Harriet had removed her makeup and it made her look a decade older than she would have dared to appear in public. It was now almost an hour since Father Emmanuel had left the house after delivering his blessing. Right after he left, Mama Harriet had stormed into her bedroom to get changed. After several minutes of ruminating over the day's events, she had made her way into the kitchen and summoned Zelda, who was hanging wet dish towels on the wire clothesline outside. Things had certainly not gone as Mama Harriet had intended. After the incident with Zelda, Father Emmanuel had quickly moved on to blessing the house, insisting that he had another important engagement to attend to and thus could not stay. Crestfallen, Harriet was convinced that had it not been for this stupid girl and the kerfuffle she had caused, Father Emmanuel would have stayed for much longer, perhaps even joined them for a meal. Now, Mama Harriet stood in her kitchen, looking down at her maid, who was on her knees, trembling. I ought to fire you this very instant, you stupid girl. Look how you messed everything up, eh? You spilled my expensive wine, shattered my glasses, and my rug. Oh, my beautiful rug. Do you know how much I had to pay for it, eh? Answer me. Tears streamed down Zelda's cheeks. I, I am sorry, ma. I am so sorry. It was an, shut up. <laughs> Zelda's sniffles became louder and her shoulders heaved up and down. The only reason you are still here, the only reason I have not fired you is because I know that without this job, the job that I gave you from the goodness of my heart, you will not be able to pay me back for all that you have ruined. Mama Harriet took a deep breath. Her nostrils flared. She felt a tightness in the side of her brazier and adjusted it underneath her left armpit. From now on, I will be keeping half of your salary until you have paid me back in full for the property you have destroyed. Until you have paid back every last ungwe. You understand me? Ole tesha. <laughs> Zelda's sobs increased. Cutting her already meager wage in half was tantamount to indentured servitude. But Zelda was powerless to do anything about it. Indeed, Harriet was upset about the visits not going as she had planned, and she was certainly angry about her wine, the broken glasses, and the stain on her rug. But there was something else, something more that had rankled her deeply, as she stood staring at her cowering maid, she cast her mind back to the moment when Father Emmanuel held Zelda's hand in his hand and the two of them gazed into each other's eyes. It had been only a fleeting moment, but it was enough to cause Mama Harriet to grow suspicious. 
What she had witnessed was not just any old stare. No, not at all. There seemed to have been a certain familiarity between them. Harriet smelled a rat, and sure as she was standing, she would not rest until she had gotten to the bottom of it. Father Emmanuel Zimba sat in his car, staring blankly into the space in front of him. The 35-minute drive from Mama Harriet's home to his place was a complete blur. Despite the cool air inside the car, beads of sweat were dotted across his forehead. How could it be that Zelda was Mama Harriet's housemaid? He knew she walked as a maid in a suburb across town, but it had never once dawned on him to ask exactly who she walked for. Apart from the first few visits at the parish office, Zelda's encounters with Father Emmanuel had occurred under strict secrecy, away from familiar surroundings and prying eyes. They had deemed it too risky for her to be visiting him there. How was it that she walked at that particular house? Coincidence? A divine message or warning, perhaps? Or did Mama Harriet know more than she was letting on? Had she invited him to her home to expose their affair? The stern letter from Archbishop Kampamba streamed to the fore of his mind, once again sending a shiver up and down his spine. Dear Father Emmanuel Chimangazimba, Disturbing news has come to my attention regarding your conduct within your mission at St. Augustine Parish. I have been made aware of allegations of certain inappropriate conduct. As pastors and custodians of Christ's flock, it is imperative that we comport ourselves impeccably. I would like to get to the bottom of this matter without delay. I have spoken with your superior, Father Chandam Fula, and I would like to see both of you in my office at 10 a.m. on Monday, 23rd February. Sincerely, Most Reverend Maxwell Evaristo Campamba, Archbishop of Mungui, the thought of sitting in front of the archbishop and having to answer his pointed questions about the rumors circulating in the parish made him sick to his stomach. What exactly did the archbishop know? And who had been spreading rumors about him? Was it Mama Harriet? He didn't know the answer to these questions flickering inside his head. But one thing was certain. Come Monday morning there would be a reckoning with the Archbishop himself. This story will be continued in our next episode. If you like this story, please subscribe and leave us a rating or post a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at Chipanta Mukuka on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out my website, mukukachpanta.com, for updates and information about my upcoming events. Until next time, stay tuned. Stay tuned.